It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from the first one with DJ Khaled, a new podcast only available on Amazon Music. What's up, y'all? This is DJ Khaled, and this is the first one. I talk to the most iconic artists on the planet about songs that didn't change the game, but changed their life. We hear from all the A-list music stars like J Balvin, Nas, and Kelly Rowland, who tell their stories about the first hits that took them to being overlooked to being overbooked. Join me every Thursday, only on Amazon Music. Hey, where are you going, Jim? The elevator's over here. Taking the stairs. But our meeting's up on eight. Yeah, I know. But that's eight floors up. That's like eight times eight. I don't know. A lot of stairs. That's the point. I've already lost a few pounds and earned almost $100 in wellness incentives. Whoa, you're getting rewarded for working out? Yeah, I know. I'm just as surprised as you are, Bob. Fearless is full of surprises. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits and sign up at fepblue.org slash choose blue by December 11th. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm James Rapine. On a Thursday, great to have you in on Twitter, at James Rapine, at Locked On Bengals. Subscribe, iTunes, Audioboom.com. Also, the iHeartRadio app. So much to get to today. Good, bad, ugly, and a, a little bit of in-between. Um, by the way, Joe Goodberry, Jake Lisko, who both write for LockedOnBengals.com. You heard Joe yesterday in our weekly film review. Well, they got together and they did a video film review so you can see the plays that they're reviewing. It's in-depth. It's hardcore. You can watch five minutes. You can watch an hour. You can watch the entire game. They reviewed it. It's on the website right now, LockedOnBengals.com. So make sure you check that out. By the way, have it up right now. Haven't placed it. I'm about to place a bet at MyBookie.ag. NFL weekend. Bengals not playing. Plenty of games I'm interested in, though. I'll tell you a couple I like coming up in a bit, but it's great to have you in. And obviously today, without even looking at this title or without even looking at the name of the podcast or or the theme of the podcast or the summary, you would know that today I'm going to talk about the bad news. Tyler Eifert out for the year. Tyler Eifert out for the year. And in life, sometimes shit happens and you, you can't. Look at it and say, and I've gotten so many things the past couple days, um, or the past couple days, past couple hours, under 24 hours since this news broke from Adam Schefter, that he was going to have season-ending back surgery. But I've gotten a lot of, well, maybe he should have worked harder. Well, maybe if he prepared more. Tyler Eifert soft. Shoulda, coulda, what, like all of this, all of this crap and nonsense and excuses. Look, sometimes shit happens. Sometimes you don't get the break that you need to in your career or that you hope to get. You don't end up where you wanted to be. Life takes you on a different path. That's what's happening to Tyler Eifert. And I don't mean different path as in not playing in the NFL, even though that is possible. By the way, you're going to hear um, a cut. Uh, it's about three minutes. Will Carroll is at Injury Expert on Twitter. Will Carroll cut, has wrote about injuries, has written about injuries for 20-plus years in sports. He's going to chime in on the Eifert situation, what it means, etc. So, to me, sometimes this happens. Can you call him injury prone? Sure, he's injury prone. Is he soft? Hell no, he's not. So get off his balls about that. 
in the in the reason you're you're probably saying, James, why are you being so derogatory? Why are you being so mean to to the listeners and to fans? Look, I read comments today saying Tyler Eifert was soft, saying all types of stuff about him that he didn't have the will to win, that questioning his work ethic, questioning his his character, questioning his will as a man. Get the hell out of here with that stuff. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to respond to tweets like that, but I figured I would address him because sometimes it doesn't turn out the way you thought it would. I don't think Tyler Eifert is a bust, even though his Bengals career could be over. Honestly, I don't because I think his talent was there. Like, if if we could rewind and do it again and flip the coin, the injury coin, I would still pick him in the first round because I know that he's an elite talent. You know who's not an elite talent? Drake Kirkpatrick. You know who's not an elite talent? Jermaine Gresham. You know who's not an elite talent? Like, even Andre Smith was never an elite talent. Tyler Eifert was elite. I don't blame the Bengals one damn bit for picking him. And... Now let me segue, because I've gotten a lot of, well, the Bengals should have picked O.J. Howard. They should have. James, you're such an idiot. I knew you were wrong about John Ross. He hasn't played more than five snaps all season. And O.J. Howard scoring touchdowns in Tampa. One touchdown, by the way. Four catches. Four receptions. He's been used as a blocker. But you don't watch Buccaneers football, so why would you know? O.J. Howard is a good player. I liked O.J. Howard fine coming out of college. The reason I didn't want O.J. Howard, and it's easy to say now on October 12th, but you wouldn't have said it on March 12th, is because they had Eifert. They had Croft, who's, by the way, pretty good. And they had Uzama. I don't think O.J. Howard would be playing if Eifert were healthy, which, by the way, was the plan all along. The Bengals thought that he was healthy. Contract year, probably big numbers. You think they would bench a healthy Tyler Eifert for O.J. Howard? Oh, my God. O.J. Howard can't even beat out Cameron Brayton in Tampa Bay for a pass-catching role. So, yeah, in hindsight, you could look back and say, well, O.J. Howard, could you? Or maybe they could have drafted David Njoku, who to me is the better pass catcher, the guy who's more Eifert-like, and honestly, probably going to make a bigger impact in the NFL. There's my hot take. David Njoku is better than O.J. Howard. Cold take me if I'm wrong. That it, It's crazy to me that we do this. And we go back and forth and back and forth. Look, John Ross does something no one else in the draft could do. Zero people. No, literally no one else can do what John Ross did and does. The Bengals medical staff cleared him medically. That's why you pay the medical staff. So if someone's cleared, even with their injury history, you rate them as an elite talent. They're there at nine. You pick them. It's simple. Giovanni Bernard. Torn ACL in college, battled injuries, small running back. Oh my God, you could say he was injury prone. There's no one saying that now. Tours ACL last year, rehab quick, out there balling. I feel like I've said it a hundred times. Odell Beckham Jr. as a rookie didn't play in September, didn't play until week five, didn't play in the preseason. John Ross, there's still plenty of hope for him. There's still plenty of reason to believe he's the right pick. You want to go back and forth about O.J. Howard and live in the past? Do it. That's fine. 
But here's here's what I'll say. John Ross, what he brings would have made life so, and still will, make life so much easier on the Bengals' tight ends. It'll open things up for Tyler Croftmore. It would have opened things up over the middle for Tyler Eifert. With the Bengals' decision, what they did, what they, the decision they made, getting an elite speed wide receiver who could run routes, someone that they didn't have on the team. They have tight ends who can block. Croft is getting better at it. Eifert could block, and Uzama certainly can block. All three of them can block. That's what O.J. Howard is. Take away his BCS games at Bama. What did he do? He didn't do a damn thing. John Ross, all 5'10 of them, had more red zone touchdowns than O.J. Howard. I hate that I have to bring all this stuff up, but I'm bringing it up to, to refresh our memories. Because it's real easy to say, oh, they should have picked a tight end at 9. I don't even know if O.J. Like, put it like this. O.J. Howard got passed on at 9 and didn't get picked till 19. That's why all you Reuben Foster truthers, he didn't get picked till 30. The Browns picked Jabril Peppers over him. And they also got David Njoku, by the way, which I love that pick. He had a touchdown the other day. So just take a deep breath. Tyler Eifert got injured. And he's been injured. I don't think he's a bust because his talent is there. You might be a big O.J. Howard fan. Well, go watch him and enjoy his one reception this weekend. If he has more, you can at me, at James Rapine on Twitter, at Locked on Bengals as well. You, you guys got me fired up. Not necessarily you listening right now, but just Bengals fans in general. The comments I read, because I broke it for ESPN1530.com, that news, not broke it, but wrote an article about it after the news broke. And my God, sometimes you shouldn't read the comment section. You're going to hear from Sam Munson, pro football focus, uh, a cut from him on Andy Dalton in a bit. And also Will Carroll on Tyler Eifert's injury. But first, a word from my bookie. You got to check out mybookie.ag. I'm in. I'm in it right now, looking at it, and I'm about to put my bet in as soon as we're finished with this. I swear, my MacBook Air is right next to me here. I got three games queued up. Look, New England minus ten against the Jets. I like New England. Now, I'm no expert. You don't have to roll with my picks. That's a team I like this week. I know their defense is weak, but they're going to drop 40. Are the Jets going to score 30? I don't think so. Even though Brady's banged up, Gronk will be back. I like them this week. Other games I like. Denver going up against, at home by the way, going up against the Giants. I know it's a big number. And it's two big numbers I'm swallowing here. Negative 12. Or minus 12. Negative 12. Minus 12. I like Denver this week. I don't know if the Giants score a point. And one more for you, Jacksonville, as they roll on, minus two and a half at home. I like them as well. You know who's going to win? Lay down some cash, win big today, mybookie.ag. I'm only going to recommend something that I buy into, that I use. Hell, I just gave you picks this week. It's been good to me. It can be good to you. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my book. You win. They pay. They have in-game betting, live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business and their mobile site, super easy. I use that when I'm on the go, and I'm not here at the station. Join now. My bookie's going to match your deposit with up to 100% bonus. Use promo code LOBENGLES, like Locked On Bengals, LOBENGLES, to activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. You're listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Make sure you check it out, lockedonbengals.com. Great content going up there. 
almost on a daily basis. Now, we're getting into the, the swing of writing and podcasting and doing all that stuff. So great to have you in. I will say this. When the Eifert news came down, I wasn't excited, obviously, and most Bengals fans weren't. I wasn't angry at him. I was sad for him because it's going to be his third back surgery. And Tyler Eifert is an elite talent, and he may never be able to get, one, his payday. He might not be able to play the game he loves again. And that sucks, man. That really sucks. It's not like he's played through his 40, and he got to make playoff runs and do all this different stuff. Five years. Five years. In his last two games that he played in, Ken Zampezi was the damn offensive coordinator this season. And, and all of last year. God, didn't throw him the ball week one. Anyways, uh, Will Carroll, he's at Injury Expert on Twitter, joined us on ESPN 1530. I, I host a daily show on ESPN 1530 called Cincy 360, noon to one every single weekday. Make sure you check it out. iHeartRadio app, also a link to the podcast. Uh, live noon to one as well, ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. Will Carroll joined me today along with Mo Egger to discuss Tyler Eifert. He's an injury expert. This is kind of the where we're at on Eifert. He could have to have spinal fusion surgery. Here's Will Carroll. It's about three minutes long on what that means for Tyler Eifert. Well, Tyler should know at this point. Uh, you know, he went out to Dr. Watkins, um, which is an interesting story in and of itself. Uh, Bob Watkins is if not the top spinal surgeon in the world, he's certainly in the team picture. Great guy. Uh, his son, also named Bob Watkins, Robert Watkins II, is also one of the best surgeons, and oddly enough, they often work together uh, down there in, in southern L.A. Um, so I don't know exactly which one he saw, and a lot of times they'll say, saw Dr. Watkins. And I'm because of what I do, I'm one of the few people in the world to go, oh, which one? Uh, so uh, that was, that's the funny part. Um, but with a microdiscectomy, let, let's talk about that first. You know, each vertebra gets squeezed or compressed, one of two things happens. Either, you know, it starts to lose some of the flexibility and it calcifies, or it herniates where a piece of it comes out either forward or back uh, and can impinge on the nerve which is bad. You don't want that. That's where you start to get uh, pain. You start to get weakness or numbness in the legs uh, or, or other areas. Uh, it gets very bad. Now, we've seen more and more of these, especially with tight ends. Rob Gronkowski has had two microdiscectomies. J.J. Uh, Watt, uh, a defensive end, two microdiscectomies in, in very close proximity to each other. Uh, there, I think I, I went through and there were about 10 different guys, all on either tight ends or defensive ends, who have had this. So something's changed, obviously. I think there's some faster problems in that these guys are coming in and they run into each other and kind of get extended where they, they pop back. Uh, and that's causing the, the problem at the low end of the spine. Now, Eifert's had two surgeries there. There's probably not enough to take out. A microdiscectomy just goes in and takes off a part of that disc and kind of seals everything back up. Um, it's functional again. But it's really sort of a quick fix. Uh, we've seen this over and over again. Again, two, sur two microdiscectomies seems possible. That third one, say with uh, Peyton Manning, his was up in his neck, they had to do a fusion. Now, a fusion, completely different operation. You actually take a titanium cage and fuse two of them together. You take one 
uh, you take another vertebrae and you screw into them and then connect them with a third piece of metal uh, and take the disc all the way out. Uh, so it's out of the and the space is enforced, but you lose the cushioning, you lose the movement. Not many players have come back from that, and no players have come back from a lower back fusion to have the same kind of career. A couple have come back, but they've made more or less token appearances. So I'm very worried about the future of Tyler Eifert, uh, whether he's going to be as good or whether he's even going to be able to play again, if indeed he has to have a fusion. So that's the thing we're waiting to, to hear. It just sucks. It just sucks. I hope he doesn't have to have it fused, but usually the third time, the third back surgery, you're supposed to have it fused or you're going to have it fused. So we'll find out, but that's a huge key because he may never be the same. And if he's never the same, I feel I just feel awful, man. Awful, awful, awful. One for his pocketbook, two for his life, livelihood. Like, man, good guys don't deserve that. You haven't heard anything bad about Tyler Eifert. So I, I just feel awful for him, and, and I don't know how you wouldn't if you're a Bengals fan. Not enough time to get to Sam Munson today. Just not enough time. You will hear from him tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast. A lot to discuss. It's the bye week, and the Tyler Eifert news makes it feel like there, there's 800 things. Also, Will Carroll said something about John Ross that we're going to listen to tomorrow as well. I have a little beef with it, as you'd probably expect. I'm James Erpine. It's great to have you in, as always. Tomorrow we'll be back with the Locked on Bengals podcast. If you missed the film review with Joe Goodberry yesterday, make sure you go back and listen to that. Check out LockedOnBengals.com. Subscribe on iTunes, AudioBoom.com, the iHeartRadio app. And as always, you can email me, James Rapine, at ESPN1530.com, on Twitter, at LockedOnBengals, at James Rapine. Until next time, until tomorrow, thank you for listening to the Locked On Bengals podcast. Did you watch the 2020 Reds with higher expectations than a first-round wildcard exit of epic proportions? Did you think that the Reds hitting would come around with the signings that they made last offseason? Are you wondering who is asking you all of these questions? Hi, my name is Jeff Carr, and I host the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Throughout the offseason, I'm going to take a look at these Reds, how they fix what didn't work in 2020, and how they continue their success in 2021. But wait, there's more. I'll also have interesting interviews with players, writers, and everyone in between talking about the Cincinnati Reds. Come join me on the Locked On Reds podcast each and every day.